Thank you for joining us for Talks with Tyler ISD, a podcast where we share with you the successful stories of students, staff, families, and alumni. I'm your host, Jennifer Hines, and today joining us, we have Dr. Juan Mejia, the President and CEO at Tyler Junior College. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm honored to be here. What a great opportunity to tell stories about the partnership we have between the school district and, you know, among our communities as well, and Tyler Junior College. A lot of people may not really realize how many ways that we partnership between Tyler Junior College and Tyler ISD. One of the ones that I think is a very significant impact on our high school students is the dual credit program that we have going on. You know, dual credit is one of the strongest predictors of student success. And uh, it, we truly celebrate the authentic partnership. One of our strategic priorities at the college is about having authentic partnerships. And one of the greatest ones we have is around dual enrollment and the participation by students who start getting a head start on higher ed at a great value. And again, a great predictor that they will do well, stay persi- with persistence and graduate on time and go on to gainful employment or transfer. Well, and we are seeing that participation grow. We're up to almost 1,200 students this year, which is is wonderful, 1,158 to be exact. That's up from 150 the year before. So we're excited to see that participation increase because it does, it kind of gives them that taste of college. And as you mentioned, it's a great value for our students. Um, I want to say that it might cost around $175 for a class, but that's comparing to thousands if you were going to do it once you're at the college level. And that is correct. So one of the values of dual enrollment is the ability to get a head start. And that partnership between the district and the college allows students to get this college knowledge, uh, college-going culture. And I believe that we can truly celebrate that between the district and the college, we've done a great job to do here. I'll, I'll narrow it to three things. To accelerate to something that works, Instead of having studied dual enrollment for years and saying, let's see if this, we know that it works, we accelerated, we got it to it, and then we took it to scale. There are many school districts that have maybe 10 students participating or eight. That's a boutique program, but how do you take it to scale to almost 1,200 students, and then how do you make it sustainable? And this shows that by really working together, we can positively impact our region towards a college-going culture. Now, what is a college-going culture? It's convincing every student that they have the ability to go to college. It's not some will go, some will not go. It's how do we get everybody on the path to college? And I like how you do kind of take the financial factor out of it by making it a doable cost. But then for those students that qualify for free and reduced lunch, they get um, it, it costs them even less, almost nothing for them to take these classes and to get ahead. And it does, it kind of gives them that taste of college, gets them that mindset, showing them in high school that they can do this. They do have what it takes. And that kind of brings down that barrier that might be there, um, that they might hear some things out in the community or at home that they are not able to do this or they are not worthy of doing this. They are. And I love to see that. I love to see these students excel uh, by doing these courses early on and, and bridging that experience from your high school experience into your college career. And, and this is a huge savings, not only to students, students and families. But then TJC goes even one step further with the TJC Promise. Uh, The TJC Promise is one of the greatest game changers. 
I want to close the loop a little bit on dual enrollment because you touched, and uh, Jennifer and I uh, have been <laughs> friends for a long time. <laughs> we so, have. Uh, dual enrollment has the capacity of having students graduate debt-free if done right. So one of the values of dual enrollment, again, is that it's not a high school course where they're getting college credit. It's students taking a college-level course mm -hmm. since they're in high school. So every student that's participating can pretty much know that I'm, I, I can do college-level material. So now we comes in the Promise program. Quite a great segue. So how do we then expand it and get this college-going culture? And we'll probably use that term quite, quite frequently because it's taking the whole concept as a program. It's not the, the Promise program. It's more than just a scholarship. It's a whole program that tells students since they're in middle school is start getting in the mindset of you're going to go to college and you're going to get to go to a career of your choice. How does it happen? Well, the communities came together and the school districts came together. And we have to celebrate your school district as among those in the genesis of the program that said, we really want to be a part of it. Now, at that time, is how are we going to fund it? So a lot of credit to the TJC Foundation who secured it to the tune of $20 million so that this could be funded in perpetuity and not tell students that that works for you, but not for you, or work in the capitus or in the mountains. As long as you do these things, as long as you do well in school, we're not talking about the highest GPAs. We're talking about just do well. Mm -hmm. Then we're talking about do not get in trouble. Please follow the culture and climate that you, that the school districts want and that we want, mm -hmm. which is students who are contributing, giving back to the society and then do a bit of service hours. And the service hours are, again, because we know we live in among the most philanthropic regions anywhere in the state or world. Yes. So how do we have continuity to this? So the Promise Program is one of those that, again, was accelerated. It's at scale, and it's sustainable. Thank you to the authentic partnership we have between our, our organizations. And I love the fact that it's not just based on academics. It's also based on behavior. There is a community service component that... You know, the community, as you mentioned, came together, raised this money. It is a collaborative effort between the school district, the college, and the community that the students are asked to go give back to their community as well. And I think through that, it really does tie them to the community. They get to go see different nonprofit organizations or be a part of different events or things that are going on within the community. And they get to become a part of the community. They're not just a student. And that is kind of the whole child developing the whole student. And I love that aspect of it as well. And the, the really cool thing is that y'all offer a wide variety of pathways for them to then go into. So not only can they get their, uh, the dual enrollment, um, while in high school, but then they can have some of their high, their college paid for through the TJC Promise, which is amazing. And then they have all these choices. Talk to us a little bit about some of the choices they have. Incredible. So currently many times we'll hear, uh, students or families say, we like TJC because it's small. Not realizing that it's one of the largest institutions of higher learning in East Texas and throughout the state and really country. We're currently at 12,100 students, but it feels intimate and small because we happen to know each other and we like to connect with the student body. So the college offers over 115 degree and certificate options. So just about anything that a student would want to study or get courses to transfer, they can attain here. In addition, it's one of the few colleges that have, has the full authority to award baccalaureate degrees. Now, what baccalaureate degrees do we have? We have those that complement 
the work by the University of Texas at Tyler. So we're not here to compete in any na natures. How do we complement so that together uh, and among all of our organizations, we can meet the needs, the educational needs of our region? Now, what happens when students get an education is all of a sudden we have social mobility. People move from social class. They're also able to maintain a certain class if that's where they want to be. It creates economic development and regional prosperity. So the work that we do in education is vital. Where does it start? It really does start in the home. It's parents, grandparents, family members having conversations about what do you plan to do? What would you like to do? And then never really turning someone down if they say, I want to be a surgeon. Is never saying, I don't think that's for you. It's saying, let's figure out how to get you there. So whatever it is, those whatever those dreams are, we together want to be a part of it. I love that. And the TJC promise, you can just kind of think of it as a six-year program. You sign that promise in the ninth grade, and then you follow it through doing all of the things that the community service, keeping that behavior in check, getting those good grades, and then that follows you on into your two years at TJC. Well, some, though, kind of want to get a jump start on life, and that we have an option for that, too, and that is early college high school. Wow. If they had this when I was in high school, <laughs> I would have totally taken advantage of this. I mean, this really allows students to just get a jump start on life, especially those that maybe already know what they want to do. They can just go ahead and, and get started with that. They will actually get their associate degree before they get their high school diploma, which just blows my mind. It's, it's so incredible. Tell us a little bit about that program. The early college high school model, we have two that we celebrate, and one is, of course, with your school district. And that is one of the greatest models because it's not based. So you, you, similar to the Promise program, it starts in the middle, middle school with conversations. Mm -hmm. And then we don't go after the highest, highest GPA. Now, not to say that the students are not intelligent. They're very sharp students in the early college high school. But one of the easiest way to have a successful program is take the highest GPAs and then you get a students and there's a higher likelihood that they will be successful. Mm -hmm. What if you invert the model and say, you know, we want to go after the group that may not be the best represented in higher ed. Mm -hmm. So let's work with first-generation college students. And again, for the most part, because other there's students that may say, I just want to be a part of it. But this is one of those programs where you're saying, if you want to go to college, we want to be a part of it. And we're, you're going to start taking college classes since you're like a freshman. So all of a sudden, uh, it shifts the mindset, shifts the paradigm to a college-going culture. It shifts the paradigm to attaining college credits. And therefore, students have the ability as you have probably stated, to graduate with your associate degree from a college before they graduate from high school. And yeah. we celebrate that. We have the greatest uh, graduation ceremonies that we both uh, collaborate on. Yes. And uh, what a credit to see students that now are graduating for the most part debt-free, ready to go into baccalaureate programs or into uh, the workforce and debt-free and quite fast. So this is a great benefit to our communities. And when you say free, I think we need to put a little bit more info on that in terms of like, this is a $25,000 value. You're talking free education, free books, free devices. I mean, I mean, this is incredible. You are getting a two-year degree for free. 
and you're just that much further along in your educational aspirations. I do like the fact that y'all are going to focus on those that might be first time mm-hmm. college going students in their household, those that may not have the support or background to really understand how to take that leap into college because this type of program really supports that student. You have support not only on the early college high school campus, but you have our teachers and staff on your campus in a supportive role as well. So they are supported with tutorials. They are supported with advisory classes. They have all of the support to help them make this successful. You're you're correct. And then does it work? We've seen the graduation ceremony, so Mm -hmm. it absolutely works. The transformation of an eighth grader that all of a sudden is still 18 years old, graduating with their associate degree and their mindset. When we hear their speeches at graduation, they're ready to really take on the community and take us to a higher level. So this is one of those that the return on investment is very good. And the savings to the families and to the taxpayers overall is significant because we're getting students that there's a possibility they may have not gone to college. Now they're graduating with college. They're going into gainful employment. Therefore, benefits our community because we have economic development and regional mm-hmm. prosperity. It, again, creates that pipeline for our economic development and our business community, which only betters East Texas. I love that. Let's look uh, a little bit at a bigger higher education plan that you happen to be a part of. It's 30 by uh, 60 Texas or 60 by 30 Texas. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're correct. Uh, And explain to us um, what this is and what this means, because I understand you are on the leadership committee for this initiative. Yes. Thank you for that. So, you know, in public schools, we have the Texas Education Agency, Mm -hmm. TEA. In higher ed, we have the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board. And in collaboration, the co-board, and TEA and the Texas Workforce Commission came up with a plan that they said this is vital for Texas to be strong. And that's that by the year 2030, Mm -hmm. 60% of the population between the ages of 25 and 34 will have a post-secondary credential. So we're talking about post-secondary credential. So this is going to be important so that we're able to recruit and retain talent, so that we're able to recruit high-wage companies to come here because it's easy to bring in low-wage, but we're not looking at that. We're looking at how do we bring high-wage, high-tech companies, and we're working very strong with the EDCs, the Economic Development Corporations. So we are uh, also in partnership with the Tyler Area uh, Partnership for Education. Sorry to be redundant, but that is the name of the organization, and we're looking at metrics so that we can meet that. Now, while at first it may have seemed like just numbers out there, it was done by demographers, by economists that said, This is what it's going to take so that the state of Texas can remain strong. So it's called the 60 by 30 plan. And you're absolutely right. We have that uh, 60% of the population between the ages of 25 and 34 will have a post-secondary credential by the year 2030. Sounds like a long time from now, but here we are nine years away. That's crazy to think in nine years that we will be there. And what this does is it really focuses on building that skilled workforce. When you look at the Texas population, I mean, we have similar economies that are bigger even than some small countries. And so (laughs) we know that Texas is big. Everything's bigger and better in Texas. But we need to make sure that we have our skilled workforce that is also bigger and better in Texas. And so this is a pretty lofty goal. But I think that with programs that we have in place here, we're definitely doing our part to 
contribute to this goal, not only for the state, but also for East Texas as well. Jennifer, I like um, how you said it, and, and you're absolutely right. It's one of those that we could now be, how do we meet that? What do we need to do? But we started this work already some time ago, actually since the genesis and announcement of the 60 by 30 plan, mm -hmm. it was the school districts came together, a lot of credit to your superintendent who attends all of the meetings and actually serves as chair of one and I uh, see him frequently. And it was, we're going to do our part. So what we did, and I do need to celebrate our area, East Texas, when you say we love Texas, Texas is great, we love East Texas. We set the, the goal for 20 by 25. So we backed, backed it down by five years and said, let's try to get there by 2025. Mm -hmm. Now we're making progress and we sure share the data out there. And then the other uh, strong part that you mentioned is East Texas has the capacity to be the next Austin, mm -hmm. but without the wildness, just, right. who, just who we want to be. <laughs> Austin can keep it weird there. They keep it weird there, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But the strength that we have, the access to some resources and the collaboration is really envied by many communities mm -hmm. throughout the state and country. And that does not happen haphazardly. It's very intentional. We see each other at events all the time. It's a, the, the same kind of leadership group. And fortunately, mm -hmm. it's not a small leadership group. It's like this incredible tidal wave of good people that are doing great things for East Texas. And therefore, we're confident that we're going to be uh, doing better than most of the communities. And it is wonderful to see because we do have a diverse group of entities and in this area that we all do come together and we all do have a common vision and a common goal and to see how everyone supports each other mm -hmm. and has each other's back because that is not common in most areas. And so this is a very unique situation that we get to be a part of and, and to the benefit of all. I love it. Yeah, well, let's talk about, I know that, you know, Tyler ISD, our mission statement is successful student outcomes. And at TJC, y'all are having all sorts of success right now. You've got a lot of great things going on over there right now. I understand y'all just wrapped up at the end of September, your comprehensive master plan. Would you like to share with us a little bit about that? I would that? love to. So similar, our uh, mission statement and vision are about educating everyone. And that's no excuses. Educating everyone is a path to a better world. We have five values that I'll go through very quickly. And that's about unity. How do we unite and always, uh, in a world that's divisive, how do we always bring unity? How do we show that we truly care for others? We want to be an institution of integrity that empowers everyone to the point of excellence. So we finished our strategic plan, and that was launching it all the way to 2026, and then further on, but very clear to 2026. That was a strategic plan that launched our vision, mission, core values, our strategic priorities. Then we're currently working on the comprehensive master plan that will take us further out, and that is to fulfill that strategic plan, what needs to be the action items under that. So we're currently working with an organization that's a, a really has done work with just about any higher institution, the public institution as well, and that's it. We're in the midst of it. We're getting feedback from the community, and we'll be rolling that out so that we can have sustainability. Now, why is this so important? Because TJC was created in 1926. So we're at 95 years of existence. Mm -hmm. So in five years, we'll be celebrating our centennial. And yeah. we find it very important to have a solid strategic plan, a solid comprehensive master plan. We just went through our reaffirmation of accreditation where people come from all over the area, except for Texas. They have to be uh, higher education administrators from other areas. And they give us a clean bill of health, as they would say, <laughs> all the way to the year 2031. So the longest that it can be, 
10 years, the college is fully accredited and in Wonderful. good standing. Oh, these are great things. And I understand a beautiful new performing arts center that you have over there as well. Tell us about some of the other things that you have going on. So the front door to the college is our commitment to educational excellence, stellar service, innovative pro programming, and authentic partnerships. So how do we engage the community all the time? So a lot of celebration to the Board of Trustees and the TJC Foundation for what now is the Rogers Palmer Performing Arts Center. Uh, we've distributed the calendar of events, and it is really uh, these performances are world-class performance right here in our city. And uh, to, to, to meet the needs of the community, we invite everyone to participate in it. The building is state-of-the-art, so we took Wise Auditorium and built around it. And a lot mm -hmm. of credit to, again, just good people in our community, a whole uh, steering committee that made it a reality. And we have the programming available. We use it a lot in, in collaboration between our organizations. Yes. You have some uh, spinning ceremonies, some end-of-year ceremonies there. Yes. And that always uh, are just, we want people on the campus because this is a community college and it belongs to the community. I love that. Is there anything else that you would like to share with us today before we wrap up this podcast? Sure. You know, a lot of celebration to, to the way we work together. Mm -hmm. The school district has an amazing board. And you have a, a, your board has been supportive since day one. So if we go back to the early college high school, it took courage to say, we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of credit to the, to the board of, of the college as well. Because here are two of our elected officials through the governance of the school district and the college coming together and saying, we believe it, it's good, let's do it. Same thing with the Promise program. It could have been studied, committed to death, but instead of, does this benefit our communities? Let's get to it. So we owe a lot of gratitude to our, our governance, our board of trust, our respective board of trustees, to the leadership. I, I give my, a hug to Dr. Marty Crawford. What a joy it is to work with him. And then to all of the leadership team, the teachers, the educators, all of us who believe that we're making a difference in the lives of others. I couldn't agree more. So many wonderful opportunities. It really is a win-win. It's a win for Tyler ISD. It's a win for TJC. It's also a win for Tyler and for East Texas. Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Mejia. I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. And we want to thank everybody else for joining us. Please be sure to check out this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And be sure to share it with your friends and family. Mm -hmm.